It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. When I was growing up in a town in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, middle school age, we had a uh, basketball team at the school. And I was on this team and I wasn't very good, but the coach kept me around anyway. Uh, until one day I missed a practice because I just didn't feel like going. And he cut me from the team and it really surprised me. You see, the problem was I took his long suffering with me keeping me on the team, even though I wasn't any good, I mistook his long suffering for a lack of concern. And man, did I have an awakening. I believe that's what Jesus is dealing with here in Luke chapter number 13. And in the beginning of the chapter in verse one, it says, there were present at that season, some that told him of the Galileans whose Pilate, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. So they're telling about some event of some Galileans that Pilate had killed uh, that had something to do with the temple. We don't really have a historical record, but obviously we see from Jesus' response that these folks thought somehow that these particular Galileans were more evil than they were if their lives were taking. But look what Jesus said in verse two. And Jesus answering said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? He said, I tell you, no, but except you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. Do you think that they were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And he spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and he sought fruit thereon and found none. Then he said to the dresser of his vineyard, behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I have found none. Cut it down. Why is it cumbering the ground? But he answering said to him, Lord, let it alone this year also till I shall dig about it and dung it, fertilize it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that you shall cut it down. You know, it's easy for us to take Um, for granted God's patience with us as well. Um, On the one hand, we can have a mistaken view of ourselves that we're really better than we are. You know, on that basketball team, I could have thought, well, he's keeping me around because I'm a pretty good player. Now, I didn't have that issue. I knew I wasn't very good. But sometimes we can mistake God's patience with us and kind of think that we are better than we really are. Um, this is what Jesus was correcting in verses one through five. So they're telling him about these people and how this kind of bad stuff came upon them. And it's like they're insinuating that these people were really bad or this would not have happened. And Jesus says, you know, to them, he says, basically in verses one and four, do you think they were worse than everyone else around them? And then he says, no, they weren't. And except you repent, and then he used the word all, he said, you will all likewise perish. I think he's just reiterating a very simple passage of scripture, Romans 3.23, where it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's a verse in Romans chapter nine, verse 22, and it talks about how God um, was enduring with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath that are fitted to destruction. 
And in reading that passage, it's easy for me to think of these vessels of wrath fitted to destruction as these really bad people that are out there or different from me. But I thought about it. The reality is we are all the vessels of wrath that are fitted to destruction. By our own sinful nature, we are fitted for destruction. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter number two in verse three, God says that we were all by nature the children of wrath. So the reality is, um, man, we're all worthy of destruction. We're all worthy of, man, the worst things happening in our life. And so for us to kind of somehow mistake God's patience and long suffering um, on us, with the idea that somehow we are um, better than we are, man, that's a big mistake. So on the one hand, we can think we're better than we are. And on the other hand, um, we can have a mistaken view of God. And we can think, well, God's patience is really, he doesn't care how I live. You see, that coach, he didn't care that I was terrible in basketball. Man, he didn't care. He was gonna keep me on that team regardless. No, the first chance I showed him that I wasn't putting in the effort, man, he cut me loose in a heartbeat. And it was kind of humbling to me because it was a really bad team. And so when you get cut from a really bad team, that's that's really bad. You see, um, I didn't think he cared how I lived in a sense. And we can have that idea about God. That's what Jesus is correcting in verses six through nine. He said, uh, a certain man um, planted this um, tree Uh, in this vineyard, this fig tree. And the guy came and he was looking for fruit for three years. And after three years, that tree should have been established. But he's coming, he's looking for fruit, no fruit, no fruit, no fruit. He comes back a third time and he says to the guy that's, you know, keeping the vineyard for him, he says, cut it down. It's just taking up ground. He was done with it. Should have had fruit by then. And the guy pleaded and interceded and said, Lord, let let me dig around it. Let me work extra hard on it. Let's just give it one more year. And if, it do, and if it bears fruit, well, great, we've succeeded. And if not, then we will cut it down. Well, obviously that parable is, um, the fig tree is often used to describe Israel. And I believe this context is God coming and Israel had just strayed from him and went on their own path, the nation of Israel as a whole. And God was done, but then you have this interceding one probably the interceding of Christ coming and, you know, against God's judgment and and in the parable. But here's the point. The whole point is simply this, that God was willing to be long-suffering beyond even what in the parable he really wanted to do. So this man has this fig tree. They say, cut it down. He says, let it alone. Give it one more chance. And you know, it's interesting because when you go back to Romans chapter 9 and it mentions those vessels of wrath that are fitted for destruction. Um, It says that the Lord endured with much long suffering those vessels of wrath that were fitted for destruction. I just think about God's long suffering, obviously on this world and in the context there, God's long suffering with Israel. But how about God's long suffering even in the lives of his own children, believers, unbelievers and believers alike. Um, 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but it says he's long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, what a beautiful passage of Scripture that the Lord, by his nature, um, he's long-suffering. 
He's long suffering with this world. He's long suffering um, with the loss. He's long suffering with his own people. You know, to be long suffering means to be long of spirit, not to lose heart. And that, in that definition, I think of God sitting there and he's, he's not losing heart with us. He's waiting, he's patient. Uh, it can also mean to be patient and enduring the offenses of others toward you. So we have offenses that are against God and we can mistake them as God doesn't care or God, you know, we're better than we are. But you know, in reality, it's just God's patience with us. And even, there's, even though there's no reason he should have to or does have to, that he's patient with our offenses against him, against his holy nature. He endures with much long suffering those who are living contrary to his nature. You know, God's nature is to lean toward mercy. It just, you see that over and over again in scripture that God has this nature, this bent that leans toward mercy. But don't ever mistake that as God just has a, a lack of concern. You know, what a joy to know that the Lord is patient with us, but also what a warning to us to know that we shouldn't be complacent in our lives because his patience with us is not at all a lack of concern with things in our life. So the word for today is this, that carelessness, that habit that you've begun to um, take for granted and tolerate in your life, just remember, it is God's long suffering, not his lack of concern that has not called you out on it. So be aware of it and take steps to deal with it because we have a gracious and long suffering God. And it's not because we're so great and it's not because he's so lax. It's simply God's patience and long suffering that we are the beneficiaries of but let's not take it for granted today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.